Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another Destiny Changing Word by David Entry from one of our Revival Seeking Youth Services. If you want to control your world, catch the word. Be blessed. Last week I was talking about faith. Today I want to talk about a message that God has put on my heart. It's been burning. It's a kind of message that will make a giant, kingdom giant out of anybody. To make a kingdom giant when it comes to the things of God. God, with that, you can become a giant. And what is it? Receive ye the Holy Spirit. He said that how can these things be since I know no man? Luke chapter 1 verse 34. How can these things be since I know not a man? The angel said to Mary, verse 35, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Let's all read that together. How can these things be? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the sole person responsible for anything God can do with anybody on this earth. Anything. Anything God can do with any human being, it will take the Holy Spirit. So if what you are doing it's God who is using you, or who is God who is achieving it, God who is manifesting, or God who is accomplishing it. If that thing you are doing, is, if it's God, then it can never be possible without the Holy Spirit. Nobody can be a Christian outside of the Holy Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are actually the sons of God. Listen, there are people on this earth who are sons of God. Mm. Oh, but pastor, we are all sons of God. Your dreams. Mm. Under what condition? Wow. Under what condition? Why would Jesus tell some people that you are of your father, the devil? In John chapter 8, verse 44. Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. And he was talking to Jews. Wow. No, Jews are the closest to God. You, if you are either Jew or you are a Gentile. Yeah. Now, if you are a Jew, you are part of God's chosen people. Yeah, those times in Jesus Christ. God's chosen people from Abraham. So if you are Jew, you are kind of... God. That's why Jesus himself was Jew. Jesus had to be a Jew. Jesus had to, because Jews were the only people God was dealing with. Only, only group of people who were God's people. Jews. So Bible, Jesus, these are Jesus' words in John chapter 4, verse 21. Salvation is of the Jews. Ah! Salvation. Jesus says that, for, verse 22, for salvation is of the Jews. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For is the power, Romans chapter 1, verse 15. For is the power of God unto salvation, verse 16, sorry, unto salvation, and then what? To all those who believe. Uh-huh. For what? For what? For what? That's what the scripture says. And it says in Ephesians chapter, chapter 2, from verse 11, 12, particularly 12 and 13, 
that you, you were, those of you who were not Jews, you were, it says that you, at that time, you were without Christ, being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope without God in this world. So if you are Jew, you can't be Jew without being circumcised, especially male, because that means that now you are in a covenant with, of Abraham, the covenant God made with Abraham. You have to be circumcised. Circumcision means putting off the foreskin of the his flesh, putting off the foreskin, all right? So God is making a statement, Abraham, you need to be circumcised because without circumcision, I can't use you. I don't like the flesh. Mm. The flesh means that you, who, your strength, your, who you are, the center of your being outside of God. God said, I don't want it. So for me to be in covenant with you, cut off the flesh. So circumcision is a sign. And he says that what advantage, therefore, has the Jew? Mm. Is there in there? Said, what advantage? The, give us an IV. Let's see how an IV puts it. What advantage then is there in being a Jew? Or what value is there in circumcision? Look at the answer. Much in every way. What? In every way. So to be Jewish is a serious thing. And Jesus looks at a group of Jews. And he said, you are of your father, the devil. <laughs> so if Jews were, were told that their father is the devil, then you a Gentile. <laughs> and they said, no, 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 no. Satan is not our father. Our, we have our own father. Our father is Abraham. If you are Jewish, you are, Abraham is the father of all Jews. So if you are Jewish, so they told Jesus, Jesus said, you are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father, put it on the screen, your father, uh, uh, <laughs> he said he was a murderer from the beginning, and does, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he's a liar and a father of it. Wow. Those of you who have been lying, Mercy. see your father? Hey. <laughs> He's the father of lies. So if you lie automatically, you have become a child of the devil. But, and they, they said, look at the next verse. And because I tell you that you, want, you do not believe in me, let, let, let's go to the next verse. Which of you convict me of sin? And if I tell you the truth, why do you not believe me? Say, so you don't receive the word of God because you, because you are not of God. And the Jews answered and said, you, <laughs> Do we, uh, do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and you have a demon? Yeah. Can you imagine? They said Jesus has a demon. But don't worry about what they are saying about a pastor. Well, so Jesus said you have your father the devil. And the point here is that not everybody on this earth is a child of God. Everybody is a creature of God. There's a difference. We are all creatures of God, but we are not children of God. Because John chapter 1, verse 12, it says that as many as received him, he gave them the right to become their children. So that means that not everyone has the right to become a child of God. Wow. He gave them the right to become the, child, the children of God. Right? So um, we are not all children of God. We are not, and the Bible says that you cannot be a child of God without the involvement of the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit is the chief agent that accomplishes anything God on earth in human lives. So he says that in Romans chapter 8 verse 14, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Sons, they mean children of God. So the Spirit must be involved for you to be of God. So there's nothing God does on earth in any human being's life without the involvement of the Spirit. Last Thursday, as I was teaching, I said in the book of Judges, that Bible says that, and the Spirit of the Lord came. In fact, in the book of First Samuel, chapter 16, verse 13, and they anointed David in the presence of his brethren, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him from that day forward. You have to take notice of the fact that the Spirit of God can come upon people. Amen. Is that not what the angel told Mary? Mary said, how can this be? He says, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. That should be your greatest desire. Amen. That the Holy Spirit shall come upon me. The Holy Spirit shall come upon me. So he says, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. That's what he told Mary. And in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 14, as they prayed, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel the son of Zechariah, the son of Beniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite from the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly. The spirit of the Lord came upon this guy called Jehaziel. The spirit of God comes upon people. The spirit of God comes in Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2. He says that the spirit of God will be upon him. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. You know, in the book of Genesis, in the days of Noah, Genesis chapter 7 and chapter 8, when the ark, they were about to come out of the ark, I think particularly in chapter 8, Noah sent a bird, sent a, a raven first. He went and um, Noah sent a raven. Then later on, he sent a dove. Sent a dove. Then he sent a raven, which kept going until the waters had dried up from the earth. Then he, he also sent from him a dove to see if the waters had receded from the face of the earth. Verse 9. But the dove found no resting place. What? For his soul and for the source of her food. And she returned unto the ark to him. This is serious. The raven didn't come back. But the dove returned to the ark. Why did the dove return from this text? So the dove went back. The dove went back to Noah because he found no resting place. Look at Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2. I just quoted it. The dove that had no resting place, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now, in the book of Genesis, the reason why the, the flood of Noah came was because the sin of man has escalated. Man has become like our modern day America, UK, and wow. Germany. Man has become, we don't care about God. Mm. We don't care about God unless do anything we want. Mm. So, Bible says in Genesis chapter 6 from verse 1, 2, 3, Verse 6 and 7 talks about how, but Noah found this. And now it came to pass, when man, men began to multiply on the face of the earth, the daughters were born to them, that 
the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves. Now, the verse 3. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever. Why? So you see why I told Abraham, take off the foreskin of your flesh. He's so independent of me. How can I? So that from that time, my spirit, the spirit of God couldn't settle on a man to do anything. Then when you read downwards, the Bible said, God said, I regret for making man. That's all another theological. Then Bible says, verse 6 and 7, said, but Jesus, but, yeah, 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 yeah. but Noah found grace in the air. What, what happened that in the multitude of millions of people who were all of one man just found grace? Not because he behaved better, but he found grace. There are two, there are two different things. You must always desire that grace will find you. Desire that God, show me your grace. Bible says that is by grace are you saved. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. By grace. So Noah found grace before God. And God told Noah, you know what, build an ark. Because I'm about to wipe humanity out of the earth. You tell God that he doesn't know how to practice human rights. <laughs> As though you know how to practice God right. So, God said, I created human beings for a purpose. Now they've gone past their cell by date. It's no use. They won't serve me. My spirit cannot even work with them. I'm going to wipe all of them out and start afresh. So that's why he wiped everything. Then, everybody was gone. Those in the ark, they were bound to start new life. And Noah, he's been like a prophet, sends the, the dove to go see if there's a place the Spirit of God can find a rest in, can rest on. But there was no nothing. And so God gave Isaiah a message that this Messiah who is coming, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. But it's a dove he sent. It's not a spirit. Don't worry, you understand it. He said the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Then John the Baptist was sent by God to come and carry out baptism. And John the Baptist, I like this first phrase so much in, Gen in John chapter 1, verse 31 and verse 33. John the Baptist said, I did not, I, did, I knew him not. How would I know he's the one? I don't know him. He said, yeah, I will show you him. He said, how would I know? I will show you. God said, no, I will show you. He said, how would you show me? He says that the one upon Luke, verse 33, I did not know him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see Watch this. The spirit descending and what? Wow. It's like suddenly the spirit has found a resting place. Wow. Upon whom you see the spirit descending and remaining. So in Matthew chapter 3, verse um, 16. Yeah, let's look at it. And when, you, when Jesus came immediately out of them, behold, the heavens were open upon him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and doing what? It, it's the Spirit settled. The Spirit settled, it came like what? You remember the dove? A dove couldn't find a resting place. Couldn't find a resting place. The Spirit couldn't 
For he said, I destroyed men. I destroyed the earth. I wiped humanity because it's become, man has become flesh. And my spirit cannot strive with man. So I destroyed everything. And then when he finishes, he says, okay, let the spirit go again. Let's see what happens. And the spirit goes and says, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. But now there's a good news now. When the spirit of God comes to keep it, there'll be a lot of resting places. Amen. That's, that's why I'm teaching this message. God's spirit wants to rest on you, girl. Amen. I know you are not good with maths. I know you might not be good with makeup. I know you might not be good with making friends. I know you might not have a lot of social media likes. I know you might not have that. 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 But it's not the problem. God says, I want my spirit to settle on you. So many years before then, God spoke through one of the prophets called Joel. And he says in Joel chapter 2, verse 28, that it shall definitely happen. Now, that's what it means, it shall come to pass. It shall definitely happen that afterwards that I will pour out my spirit. He said, I will pour. This time, I'm going to take my spirit like a barrel and then pour. <laughs> He said, it shall come to pass that it shall, that I, it shall, it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Amen. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see vision. Young people. Young people. Old people are busy sleeping and dreaming, but young people are not asleep and they are seeing things. Yeah. All as a function of the Holy Spirit coming yeah. upon people. Yeah. So, on the day of Pentecost, before the day of Pentecost, they were busy. They were eager to go out and preach. Jesus said, hey, 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 hey. I know, I know, I know you have heard my message. I know you understand the theology behind what we are doing. I know you've been well taught. Bible says that when they saw the boldness of Peter, verse 13, 413 is that. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were not they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Now, watch this. There are two things here. They, what did they see? They saw the boldness of Peter and John, the way these guys were talking. I mean, these guys, they have, no mean, they have not had formal training. But the way they were talking, they were on point. That means that they had the understanding right. But Jesus said, in spite of the understanding you have got, don't attempt to try and do my work. Because you don't do my work based on human strength. You said, don't, you don't. So, in Acts chapter 1 verse 4, he said, when he had assembled with them, Jesus liked assembly. Jesus, another word in the Bible for assembly is church. Jesus liked our gathering. So when being assembled together with them, he commanded them. Can you imagine? There is this great commission. The, you know the great commission? The great commission is go, Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. Go ye into the world 
And said, go ye therefore to, uh, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the, this is a, the great commission. The great commission has become the greatest omission in the church nowadays. People are not going out. People are not winning souls. The great commission has become the great omission. We have two, two greats, the great commission and the great commandment. The great commission is go out into the world and wish the Lord. The great commandment is that this is the greatest of all commandments. Matthew chapter 22, verse 38. 30, 30, it says that this is the greatest. Let's go to the, the, the 38. Jesus said, this is the first and the great commandment. What is the great commandment? 37. Thou shalt love the Oh, KP2. Thou shalt love the Lord your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Don't divide your mind into a, for a girl and a boy and then go. You say, love God with all of it. Love God with all your soul. Love God. When you love God with all your soul, even someone tries to break your heart, it won't break. Because God has already had, God has it. Love the Lord thy God with all all your heart. But if you love the Lord, you'll go with all your heart. Who can break it? It's important to understand that you, we love the Lord with all our heart. He said, this is the greatest commandment. The greatest commandment. So we have the great commandment and the great commission. And the great commission is to go out. You can't, you can't say you obey the great commandment and ignore the great commission. And you can't really fulfill the great commission until the great commandment is in place. Wow. You love God. I preach the way I preach because I love God. Yes. Listen, guys, I am addicted. Yes. I am very addicted to this God thing. Yes, this God thing. I would die any day, any time for it. I would, I would die for it. Listen, I love God. I'm not faking it. I love God. Can you? I come alive when anything church brings me alive. <laughs> anything the word of God brings me alive. Apart from this, there's nothing else to my life. That's why all my beds closed. Every important thing I went to church. Because there's no other place. There's no other place. All my best clothes, my best shoes, my best hairstyle, my best everything. Listen, what you see me wear in church, that's all I've got. My life is buried in the soil of the work of God. Nothing. My friends are based on how much they also work, love God. So I can't have a friend who is not into the things of God. I, I, I can't. I, I can't. I don't know how we can get on. I don't know how we can. I don't know, I don't know how we can get on. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. And say, I've been doing this from my youth. From my youth. Some of you, I'm older than your father. 
That means I could be your father. And I started loving God with all my heart way before you were born. And I have not gone down one bit. Listen, the way I'm preaching today is not because you come to sit here that I'm preaching like this. I was even wilder. Hey. You know, today, it got to a time, it got to a time, I was a junior in school. Senior see me, you so when you're a junior, you see a senior come, you run away because they will bully you. But rather, they now were running away from me. Hey. Hey. Wow. No, sit down, sit down. I'm just, I'm just, I'm begging you. I'm just trying to let you know. It's not because I'm in UK. When I didn't have shoes, when I didn't have anything, when I didn't have money, I've been on fire, fire for Jesus. I practically got half of the school converted for Jesus. Wow. 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 Yeah, I'm telling the genuine truth. My whole class, almost everybody got born again in my form, my class. Almost everybody got born again. Speaking in tongues. That's why when it comes to praying for people to receive in tongues, I've been doing it for so many years. In my class, everywhere, dining room, everywhere. Dormitories. Why am I saying this? I have been doing this thing for so long. And I genuinely love God. This thing is genuine. It's not a nine-day wonder. It's not a kerosene revival. It's been many years of consistent. I love God. With all my heart, I would have married a woman who didn't love God. Doesn't matter how pretty you be looking. Uh, I don't care. To remain relevant in my life or around me, you better keep your love for Jesus going. Because it's not what you give me that makes you important to me. I'm I can't, I can't be bothered. Something has already got my heart. Mm. So anything you do doesn't, I don't care. Mm. You don't, your value to me has everything to do with your passion for God. Wow. A passion for God. So the great commandments and the great commission. You can't be winning souls when your heart for Jesus is low. Now, you cannot do God's work you cannot be used by God. Sir, when, from the early days I got born again, my biggest prayer, Lord, use me. Lord, use me. And this is about over 30 years ago. And now I'm seeing the results. So don't pray today and expect the result tomorrow immediately. There are a few immediately in the Bible, instantly, suddenly, but it's not everywhere. <laughs> but God requires your consistency. Some of us, the real test in your life is the test of consistency, the test of reliability, dependability, the test, the test of being constant, doing the right thing. In Galatians chapter 6, it says 9, it says that don't be weary of well-doing. He said, let us not grow weary of well-doing good. No, give me King James. I like the well-doing. That let us not be wary of well-doing. When they say well done, that means you are doing well. <laughs> so that's why. Don't be, doing, don't be wary of doing what people will tell you well done. You have been serving well. You have been winning souls. Well done. Don't be tired of it. Because it says that, why shouldn't be tired? For in due season, you will reap. The condition is, if you don't stop it, so if Satan wants you to lose your harvest, 
he will affect you. Do anything. And you say, as for me, when somebody talks to me like this, he has crossed that line. Satan will make sure someone will cross that line. <laughs> Satan will make sure he will use it. He has found that Achilles heel. He will pray, he will hit it. I said, that's for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because Satan wants you to lose your reward. But he says that, don't be weary. And he said, for in due season, there's a time coming, in the rather appointed time. In due season, you will reap if you faint not. So, the every one of us, if you want to be used by God to fulfill the great commission and the great commandments, you can't do it by yourself. You can't do it by How well can you dance to impress the best dancing officer in the world? <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? How well can you impress him? Let alone, how well can you behave so as to impress God? The perfect God. There's nothing so good about you that God will look and say, ah, this is nice. You can't impress God. You can't impress God. How many of you are aware of that? You can't. I can't impress God. So how can God smile over my life? First of all, I need the Spirit of God. So he says that in the Spirit of the Lord, um, Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon you the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of, of counsel and, of, and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of God, the, the seven spirit of God, he shall rest upon him. The spirit of God rests upon people. In Judges chapter 14, verse 6 and verse, uh, verse 16, it talks about how, and the spirit of the Lord come, came mightily upon, upon Samson, and he tore, watch what he did, he tore a lion like I, I tore a lion apart, and the lion apart, as one who have torn apart a young goat. Lion, lion is the fiercest animal. Lions, they are very strong. When you talk about strength, lion, a lion can eat an elephant. An elephant can be three times the size of a lion, but the lion can kill it and eat it. It doesn't even need help. It can kill it alone. That's a lion. And if a lion hits you with its well, you won't survive. No. It's even better than, uh, uh, if a horse hits you, with a, it's even far less than a lion. A lion's will swipe one. Lion is stronger than a bear. Yeah. Or by lion is stronger. That's why the lion is, the, is called the king of the forest. The king of the jungle. Bible talks in, I think in Proverbs, it said, the lion turns back for nobody. Yeah, Proverbs 30, 30. A lion, which is mighty among beasts and does not turn away from any. You can't make a lion, you intimidate a lion, say, okay, 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 okay. No! And then something. A lion sees something and he said, this is good meals on wheels. Yum, 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 yum. And the lion roared and came after him and Samson. Bible says that when the lion came after Samson, the spirit of God came upon him. Ah! <laughs> Hallelujah! Yeah! 
and the Spirit of the Lord. And the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him and he took that lion and threw him like goats. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can you imagine? He tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat. Though he, had, he didn't have any weapon in his hands. Bare hands. Bare hands. Bare hands without gloves, without weapon. Bare hands. He took a lion charge and he just held the lion. Threw him away and then started going. How can any human being achieve this? The Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord. Say the Spirit of the Lord. Look at this. Uh, 16 or 19. Look at verse 19. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And he went down to Ashkelon and, and killed 30 of their men, took their apron and gave the changes, the, the changes of clothing to those who were explaining uh, uh, them. So his anger was aroused. And he went back to his father's house. And then uh, I think uh, chapter 12 or something like that. He went to spend all night with a prostitute. He went there. They were twerking for him. They were doing everything. (laughs) And he finished. And then the enemies realized that something is there. So they went and locked the city gates. Because we will finish him tonight. Yeah, he went down to Ashkelon. They went and locked Gaza. Then something came here and surrounded the place and laid wait until the, they were quiet all night, saying, in the morning, when they like come, we will kill him. So they went and locked the city gates. And then when he got there, they have locked the gates of the city. <laughs> See, this is the, the interesting, some of the artists in the Bible. Then he arose at midnight, took hold of the door of the gate of the city, and the two, and the two posts, and pulled them apart. Yeah, put them up, bar and all, and carried them on his shoulder and carried them to the top of the hill. Uh, <laughs> just threw, threw it away. So Delilah said, I want to ask you one question. Do you love me? Samson said, yeah, you know. Do you really, really love me? He said, tell me the secret of your strength. Where lies your strength? Because the guy was not macho. He was so ordinary. But he could do things that you can't tell where this thing is coming from. That's what happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You look so ordinary, but your results are extraordinary. Receive you the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? When Jesus said, after he resurrected, he comes to them, and he said, peace be upon you. As the Father sent me, so I send you. John chapter 20, verse 19, 20, 21, 22. Verse 22, he breathed upon them. And he said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. But what, 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 do I do I need the Holy Spirit? That's why he said, when they had assembled in John, in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, when he has assembled to them, he warned them not to depart from Jerusalem. Yeah. But wait for the promise of your father, which, as, if which you have heard me say. And he was talking about the Holy Spirit. Because in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, he said, you shall, receive, you shall be endued with power. You shall be enveloped. You shall be covered with power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. 
In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, You shall receive power after the Spirit of God, has, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You know, so Jesus told them, Wait, don't go. But when the Holy Spirit comes, that is the only time God can accomplish things through your life. Because you are not good enough. I need you to help me do something. Tell somebody, I'm not good enough. Unless you are deceived to think that you are that, you are all that in a bag of chips. Tell someone, I'm not good enough. That's why I need the Holy Spirit. I'm not good enough. I've been telling you, I've been born again, I've been doing this, I've been doing that I've, for 30 years. Oh, please, all that is crap without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So I really can't take credit. Others have also been doing other things 30 years and it's nothing. So, Holy Spirit. Jesus said, wait. Wait, don't go. So in John chapter 16, verse 7, he said, it is expedient for you that I go. For if I do not go, the comforter, the comforter is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the comforter will not come. But if I go, I will send him. <laughs> and then in verse 13, he says that when the Spirit comes, who, when the, how be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come. He will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he hears, he shall speak. Uh, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. The Holy Spirit. When they were about to do God's work, they were waiting in Jerusalem for a long time, praying for 50 days. 49 days praying. On the 50th day, after Jesus resurrected, on the 50th day, they were sitting in one place. Acts chapter 2. Suddenly, there came, Bible says, a sound came from heaven and it filled the whole place where they were sitting. And literally, something like fire sat, it's not fire, but it looked like fire sat on every one of them. And, and Bible says that, and, and they were, verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ah! Wow! They were filled with the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 6, he says that choose people, men, who are full of the Holy Spirit. They have to do the church work. Because the church work is done with the impartation of the Holy Ghost. I, you know, I'm a singer. I've, I, I, have, I have attended uh, bridge school and I've had awards for music. So when I come, I should be the choir director or or I have to join the choir. Please, you might be an accomplished singer out there, but it doesn't mean you can do anything for God because your singing is flesh. You can sing people who say, ah, that's nice, but as soon as they leave church, they've forgotten. It doesn't have any impact on anyone. You can't you can, you can make an impact on anyone. You can never impact anybody for God without the Spirit. You can't impact anybody. You are a zero by yourself in spite of your exposure, in spite of what you know. You are a zero. It's the Holy Spirit that makes you a hero. It's the Holy Spirit upon your life that makes you be able to make an impact for the kingdom. Stop trying to pray to, for people to like you. How many of us want the Holy Spirit? I just want it. I, I really want more of the Holy Spirit. And Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 8, and Peter, full of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
It's after when he spoke full of the Holy Ghost, that's when they said, when they realized the boldness of Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Acts 4, 8, and I like that. Then Peter, chai, 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 chai. Field. Peter. How do you describe Peter? Field with the Holy Spirit. How do you want to be described? Yeah. 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 They chose Stephen because they chose people who are full of the Holy Ghost to do the work of God. Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost. Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if you are being questioned about somebody's healing, let it be known to you. It's by the name of Jesus. After he spoke, I was saying, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, <laughs> they realized that these guys have been with Jesus. When they saw their boldness, when they saw their boldness, they realized that there's something different. There's something different. It's about time. You go for a top up, a boost of this your Holy Ghost life. You need it. You need it. You want to pray for people to be healed? You want to preach for people to give your lives to Christ? You want, you, you want to achieve things for Christ? You want the enemies? You see, Satan has a way of when he sees some people, he can even back off. Because you are a fire career. And what I like about God is you don't have to be a male or female. He said, I'll pour my spirit upon all. Then it's just your sons and daughters. All you have to be is a son or a daughter. Oh, 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 oh. You all, that's all it takes. Be a son. Be a daughter. He said, oh, and your sons and daughters. And daughters. So, Anything that can be done by God on earth is a function of the Holy Spirit. The modern day church has been silent on the Holy Spirit. Many of the churches that are dying is because the fire of the Holy Spirit is not there. You can't even be preaching and teaching theology until the Holy Spirit is on it. You'll be killing people. Because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, then verse 6. The letter kill it. <laughs> Do you know what gives life? The, <laughs> the letter kill it. Wow. So you have become, now you are doing research to know a lot, to know a lot, so you can say a lot. Hey, please, get a lot of the spirit. And the little you say will make a lot of impact. So Paul, who was formerly called Saul, Acts chapter 13, verse 9, he met this guy. They were trying to preach to the governor. And there's this Alimas. This guy was trying to be politically and block them. Paul was upset. And the Bible said, and, and Saul, who was called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Looked at the man intensely and said to him, you son of the devil. <laughs> so you'll be blind for a season. Bible said immediately a mist fell upon the guy. That's what he had me. That's what he had me. Yeah. Bible said, and now indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you. Yes. 
There are times God's hand can be upon you and it will hurt you because you are trying to hurt his work. The hand of the Lord is upon you and you shall be blind not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately, a dark mist fell upon him and he went around seeking someone to lead him. Akazi, Akazi, oh, Akazi, Akazi. Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Ghost and you can't stop the work of God. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Some of us are praying the wrong prayers. Start praying for the Holy Spirit. All right. How, Pastor, okay, how do I get the Holy Spirit? How do I have it? Because, now, speaking in tongues is one. The other one, because in Acts chapter 4, okay, let's, let's actually go to Acts chapter 2 first. Then we go to chapter 4. So Acts chapter 2, verse 4. They were all filled. They were all, how many of them? Oh. oh. How many of them were filled? So if you are there by mistake, I I can show you. Whilst Peter, Acts chapter 10, verse 44, whilst Peter yet spake this word, the Holy Spirit fell upon. Yeah. Acts chapter 19, verse 6. When, when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Spirit of God came upon them and they spoke with tongues. Oh, they were, those were listening. They were all, 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 all. If you are there, you are part of the all. In Acts, in, in Acts chapter 4, verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they stood, oh, ah, will you be there? Will you be there? Will you be there? Shout hallelujah! Just in case you are wondering, why are they so excited? Because you're also excited about something. We are excited because we love Jesus. That's one. And two, everybody has what excites them. We are just looking for the Holy Ghost. Just let me tell you this. Don't let any human being, don't give them the right to intimidate your excitement about God. They are on the loose, losing end. Don't let anyone, because someone say you want to, you are shy. When it's time to show your excitement about God, I love God with all my heart. Bible says in verse 31 of Acts chapter 4, when they had prayed, the place where they had assembled, the place where they had assembled together was shaking. And they were (laughs) How about those who were not praying? Please leave that alone. They were, oh. That's why you don't ex- exclude yourself from Christian gathering. You are, you are doing injustice to your destiny. And don't let the devil tell you you're a hypocrite. You don't deserve to be there. Let the, de- the devil is the biggest hypocrite. Don't. Don't allow anything to stop you. Because God is the all-inclusive God. 
So as long as you are there, when the Holy Spirit, because in, in Acts chapter 2, verse 7, it said, it shall come to pass, says the Lord, that in the last days, that I will pour. Oh! That's why on the day of Pentecost, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, now watch this. So, in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, they were all filled. In fact, it's, it's interesting. The Bible says that the place where they stood, verse 2, it says that, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven and filled the house where they were sitting. And they were, <laughs> and there appeared called divided of uh, sat on each one of them. Then it talks about, then they were all filled. Now, so watch this. They had the feeling. If you are full, will you take more? You can't take more when you are full. If I have a container here and I'm pouring something into it and it's full, it can't take more. But in Acts chapter 2 verse 4, they were all filled. Then you go to Acts chapter 4 verse 8 and Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. And then you go to Acts chapter 4, verse 31. When they have prayed, the place shook and they were filled. filled. So when does the feeling end? It never finishes. It never finishes. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. So in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, when it says that do not be filled with wine, wherein is excess, but be the word. said, and be not filled, but be filled. The Greek word translated, be filled with the, ah, yo, yo, yo. You can be filled with that. Wow. You can be filled with that. Then why don't you look for that? Yeah. You are getting filled with all kinds of things that are not even helping your life. Wow. You can be filled with the spirit. Jesus was filled with the spirit. The apostles were filled with the spirit. Samson was filled with the spirit. Elijah was filled with the spirit. David was filled with the spirit. Moses was filled with the spirit. You look throughout scripture, they were all filled with the spirit, filled with the spirit, filled with the spirit, filled with the spirit. Paul was filled with the spirit. People were filled with the spirit and they did things. And now it's your turn. And God, and God has promised that I will pour my spirit on all flesh. Why won't you seek to be filled? With the Holy Spirit. Well, it says that don't be drunk with wine, weariness, but be filled with. The Greek word translated filled, the way it was translated in English, I don't know if maybe ESV or something will have it slightly different, but it is be, being filled. Some translations, my, the original Greek is, is present continuous. So it's not, yeah, so it said, uh, but be, yeah. But ever be filled and stimulated, that, that's uh, amplified. So ever be filled. So it's like you are always getting filled. You're always getting filled. You are always getting, because there is no saturation level. There is no point you get into your life where you have been, you have been filled to the brim. You always have to be filled. He can fill you because it's always, he's pouring out himself. The Holy Spirit is like, 
oil. It's like water. It's like fluid. And you pour it. That's why the Bible says that I will pour my spirit. 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 I will pour. Oh, receive in the Holy Spirit. Receive in the Holy Spirit. Receive in the Holy Spirit. What must I do to receive the Holy Spirit? Coming up, number one. Expose yourself to anointed speaking. Expose yourself to anointed preaching. Because in Acts chapter 10, verse 44, he said, Whilst Peter yet speak, he didn't have to finish speaking. As he was speaking, the Holy Ghost fell. Watch this, watch this. Fell on who? All those who heard. So at that moment, all you have to do is to hear Peter speak. That's why I'm confident some people are catching something. You are catching something as you are hearing the word of God. So number one, expose yourself to anointed teaching. Number two, Bible says that it came to pass in Luke chapter 3 verse 21. Whilst the people were being baptized, Jesus also, Jesus also being baptized and what? Praying. There's something about prayer and the Holy Ghost coming. In Acts chapter 4 verse 31, Bible says, and when they had prayed, the place, when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaking and they were all filled. The Holy Ghost kept the Holy Spirit's response to praying. I didn't say response to prayer. The response to praying. Praying. So it's not the answer to a prayer per se. No, it's praying. The action, the activity of praying. Being in the atmosphere of prayer, being in the atmosphere of prayer will expose you to the Spirit of God coming upon you. So number one, how? Anointed, anointed preach. Number two? Number three is so crucial. That's why I am very happy about KB2. Most of you here, even if you want to fail in life, it's now too late. Because you are biting into something that you will be hooked on this thing for the rest of your life. You can't shake it off you. You, you can't shake it off you. You are, you are biting into something that something has entered. Because of the assignments of your future, because of what God wants to do with your future, something, so, now, what is it about KP2 that makes you pastor? Because in KP2, in courage in general, but KP2 especially, they have what it takes. That thing, there is something that, that attracts the Holy Spirit more than any other thing. That should have been number one. But because of what I was saying, I just kept the other one, one and two. But really, number one, if you want the Holy Spirit, you must desire the Holy Spirit. <laughs> You must desire. I want. Yes, Holy Spirit. I want you. I want the Spirit, Lord. I want the Spirit, Lord. You must desire. In John chapter 7, verse 30, 37, the Bible says, 
the great day, the last and the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up with a loud voice and said, If anyone tests, the condition is test. Uh, the condition is your test. My friend, are you that thirsty for the Holy Spirit? Yes! 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 The way you are so well behaved, when an atmosphere of the Holy Spirit is being created, and you are so poised, you are so cool, you are so put together, I doubt if you are that hungry. Because anything you are passionate about, you tend to lose your cool when that is. Yeah. 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 Some of you is football. Look at look at how dignified your father is. But because he was he's a football fan, when they are playing football, sometimes you can't even see anything in the house. This is he's standing this. What? Some of you ladies, you can spend hours upon hours of watching the same clip of how to do edges. Tutorials. You can spend time because you are so passionate, you never get tired. So, when you are passionate about something, you, you can't hide it. Yeah. You can't hide it. Wow. Because when you are really into something, you tend to lose your composure. Mm. Oh, you, you claim you are hungry for the Holy Spirit. When we say speaking, we pray. When you are standing there, you are still chewing gum. <laughs> ah! You don't like him. You are not hungry. You're not desperate. You are not desperate. You are too gentle. Mm. Mm. Don't tell me. Naturally, that's how I am. It's not true. One of the greatest things I've discovered that attracts the Holy Spirit more than anything is desire. Genuine desire. Genuine hunger. Genuine thirst. David said, as the deer pants for the waters, so my soul pants after you. Genuine test. You are not that quiet. You are not that gentle. It's just that God has not got your heart. If God has got your heart, you'll be sweating like more than I'm doing. Because there are places you've been sweating. Come on. You've been sweating at the gym. You've been sweating on the bed. You've been sweating. Oh, you've been sweating at places. Because that's where your heart is. That's where you've been sweating watching boxing. You've been sweating playing football. So don't claim it's not for me. God is actually making a statement. God, stay out. It's about time. Let down your guard when you come to God. Let down. Say, God, I want to express myself. Because some of us, what you need is an opportunity to be you, to express your love for God. Society has intimidated you so much. Your background, your, your tradition, your philosophy, your ideas have, have intimidated you so much that there is a genuine soft spot for God in you. But you are trying to always suppress it. Suppress it because you don't want to look fanatical. You don't want to look like the other guys because you have a cousin who is so annoying. Every time, shalabala, shalabala. Very soon, you're also going to be shalabala, shalabala, shalabala. The Holy Spirit reacts to test, to test, to 
blessed. Are you thirsty for it? The psalmist said in Psalm 42 verse 1, as the deer pants for the waters, so my soul pants after you. My soul, I can't have you enough. I can't have enough of you. Lord, I want you more. I want you more. There's nobody who has wanted more of God and never got it. Nobody. Nobody. And you will not be the first. <laughs> want more of God. So test. Test. I'm testing for you, Lord. I'm testing for you, Lord. And when we say pray, express it. Don't, don't, don't stifle it. Don't suppress it. Because you don't want to look a certain way. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? It's about time. Jesus said of Luke chapter 11, verse 13. He said, if you being evil, know how to good, give, give good gifts to your children. How, watch this. How much more will your heavenly father? But one of the things you have to realize is God is the one who gives the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> pastor can give you. A pastor cannot give you the Holy Spirit. It's God who gives the Holy Spirit. He said, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who? That's an expression of desire. Expression of desire. Ask. I want. I want. Daddy, give me God. 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 Holy Spirit, fall upon me. Holy Spirit, fall upon me. One of the signs of people crying out for the Holy Spirit is raise hands. This is like imagery. The imagery, when you see people with hands lifted, most of the time, is crying out for the Holy Spirit. I will leave this, end with these three. Prayer, or anointed preaching, prayer, and desire. I've said the other one, so let me add it. Number four, company. It came on all, all, all. The company you keep determines what accompanies you. All, 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 all. If God can ever use you, it's not because you have always been clean. Listen, somebody. Hear me right. God doesn't use people because they are clean. In Acts chapter 4, or I think chapter 3, verse 16, he said, Peter said, why do you look on us? Not that one. Uh, go to the verse before. Why do you look on us? Verse 15. Why do you look, uh, uh, yeah. Why do you marvel at this? Why look you so intelligent as though by our own power or godliness? Wow. Now we have made this. It's the only thing we use that, not because we are so godly, but we have been so available. Yeah. We have been so available. So some of us here listening to me, your history is not good. You have such a bad spiritual credit history. Some of it from generations. You are so bad. You are so bad. Angels get confused. They got confused when God said, let him, let him go to church. Angels were saying, well, well, this one, what can you do out of this? And I heard one angel telling another angel, don't forget, the Holy Ghost can 
come upon him. The Holy Ghost can come upon him. Because God said, from the day Jesus died, now the Spirit of God has got a resting place. In the past, the Spirit of God never had a resting place that it can rest on people. But now, it can rest on people. And I'm glad to announce to you, you are one of such. God bless you for listening to this powerful message. May the power of God be evident in your life. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Carriage Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Carriage Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Carriage on Campus on Snapchat so you are always up to date. Be blessed.